So he must have hit record. He did. You sure? I mean, I would imagine he did. I'll go verify. But Well, yeah. Go ahead and verify. And so, listeners, Mr. Johnny Orange is walking across the studio because Andrew, the producer, walked out to make sure that we are recording. How's it going? And apparently we are. We are recording. So 30-some uh, seconds in. All right. So, well, he's on top of things. And actually, maybe that's a good intro today because I wanted to talk to you about being on top of things. Oh. Yes. <laughs> It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. All right, so you and I have been going through some changes lately. Quite a few. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I think that's a good thing in many ways. One of the things I just did is uh, I've been a voracious reader for years. Like I I typically, and you guys probably that listen to us regularly and you're used to hearing my voice and my encyclopedic knowledge of vehicles and things like that, a lot of that comes from reading, of course. I'm always reading books and magazines and finding articles online and just reading, 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 reading. Read that at technical manuals. That's something good to read as well. There's nothing (laughs) wrong with reading that. There's nothing wrong with reading that. And I noticed, you know, kind of subconsciously, and this had nothing to do with, say, a New Year's resolution or anything. I don't really do those. I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. No New Year, me, new me crap. No, I don't. I don't. I don't particularly do that. Um, nothing wrong with that. If that's if, if you need a date to set something and set goals in your life, great. But I, I think it when helps. you come up with a goal in your mind and something you need to do, it's really good to just do it. Like, don't be like, oh well, I'm going to wait to quit smoking until the new year. I'm going to wait to start that project until the new year. Um, you know, we did an episode uh, quite a long time ago called Project Procrastination. Yep. <laughs> and so it's, it, this is not really the same episode. This is something a little bit different that I've got in mind right now. <laughs> but, you know, I, like I said, I was, I was a voracious reader. And I noticed maybe a month ago that I have not read a book in probably five or six months, like an actual book. Now, I do like reading fiction. But I also like reading biographies yeah. and psychology and self-help and anything. Just anything. I'm like halfway through like five books right now. I really got to finish those. Start finishing them. <laughs> well, maybe that's kind of the thing is you need to get into the process of just reading one and finishing it, reading another and finishing yeah. it, reading another and finishing. Yeah. Well, I never liked the idea per se of audiobooks. Of course, when I was growing up, audiobooks were not online. They were you would order tapes. Well they didn't have or cassette tapes yet. So. They did have cassette tapes. <laughs> they would, or you would rent Eight them. tracks, real to real. Yeah, I mean a little bit, but no, cassettes were around in the eighties yeah, and, and you know, and they'd pop them in and you know you'd have a book. And I I never I think the only one I ever had was uh, an audio book that was for a language thing I was trying to learn. And you would pop in you know, the tapes and you'd listen for an hour and then you'd have to, or 30 minutes, you flip it over and you had like an hour per tape. Well, you know, if you've got a book that takes seven or eight hours to read, it's a lot of tapes. It's a lot of tapes. (laughs) So I never really liked it. Yeah. I did finally get myself an audible account and (laughs) I got a couple free books on there and I do a lot of driving. I drive 
hour or two every single day yeah. or more. And I started listening to audiobooks. And certain ones I've really liked. Now, certain ones I'm like, ah, the, the way that the narrator is doing this, I don't really care for. But I'm still obtaining the information. I'm still... I couldn't do it. I, I'm I'm a tactile reader. i got to have the, the paper. I probably would have told you that a year ago. Yeah. I probably would have told you that. And I... I don't know. I'm. It's something about it. I'm. I'm embracing it. I still. It's still not my favorite way of reading. I do like sitting down and reading a book. And yeah. I'm like I'm taking a vacation here in a month, and I'm hoping that I'm going to take a couple of books with me, hardcover paper books, you know, and read them while I'm on yeah. vacation. And I, that's typically what I do. I tried the digital book thing once, and it was a free one on a Kindle. I, I found the I mean the Kindles are perfect for manuals and stuff because it I mean everything's there you're not going to get it your pages full of oil and grease and stuff. Uh, I never thought of that. That's but, actually a pretty neat idea. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've got a ton of them on that thing. I got to charge that by the way. <laughs> but no, I, I don't think I could do an audiobook though. No. I, I have a very imaginative head, and when I'm reading, I I see that, and if I'm hearing that, you know, I'm going to be doing things like not paying attention to the road. Well, <laughs> I found that it does work for me still with the imagination and all that while yeah. I'm driving. And I, I'm not sure I could do fiction audiobooks. Yeah. But nonfiction, I have been able to do. Yeah, that might be a little different. That's what I'm saying, the yeah. nonfiction. And I'm still able to visualize the concepts and things like that. One of them that I just listened to, I keep saying read, which I guess that's still a technically correct term. Yeah. You know, you, you read, listen to a book. Um, I listened to one about minimalism and... Um, I forgot the name. I, I have it in my Audible account here. In fact, I probably should give them credit as I'm as I'm talking about it. You know, you always do want to give proper credit. And oh, actually, that's sure. something else um, that I do think uh, a future episode about uh, proper credit on things. And I'll explain that to you later. But anyways, uh, the book that I I'm just going to my personal library here. I don't want to know uh, what other books you're reading, Keith. There's That's lots of them. Uh, it's called <laughs> Goodbye Things by Fumio Sasaki. And I've heard of this book. Well, that's not the one. Um, Marie Kondo is the one that wrote the book about 20 years ago or 15 or 20 years ago, where she would say, you pick up something, and if it doesn't give you oh, yeah. immediate joy, joy yeah. discard of it. Yeah. Um, this person refers a lot to the Marie Kondo book, but at the same point, um, he does say, uh, Sasaki, or however you pronounce the name, he does say uh, he talks more about modern age. The book's pretty new, and so he'll talk about smartphones and how you can yeah. digitalize things. And he talks about some of the techniques where you would take and grab things, put them in a box, put them in the back of a closet, and then you know if you haven't opened that box for anything in six months, pull, take the whole box and throw the whole box away. And yeah. pretty smart way of doing it. Eh, and I mean, I'd try and sell it first. You can get money. Out of well, some some stuff. some stuff you can sell, and he talks yeah. about auction services and things like that. And I I can embrace all of that, but from the minimalism kind of point of view, um, thinking of things, I started kind of thinking about four by fours, and I started thinking about well, one projects with our procrastination on projects sometimes, mm -hmm. and how we can start to focus down and say, okay, well, wait a minute. Um, you know, we need to focus more succinctly on this project or onto that project. And at the same point, looking at various hobbies and things like that and saying, do I really get joy from this or am I doing this to try to tell the world about me on something? Hmm. So that was something in the book. You know, there's people who will, for example, just books. They'll have a bookshelf with a thousand books uh, in their living room. Mm -hmm. 
because they're trying to tell people that they're well-read. Huh. You can be well-read and still borrow books from the library yeah. or dispose of books that you've already read, like sell them or give them away or whatever. But when you take and you have a wall of books, all you're saying is, look at me, I'm well-read. So if you get away from the look at me or the same thing of, you know, you can play one guitar, <laughs> but if you have a wall of guitars or you have a whole bunch of guitars, you know, there's no purpose for it. One guitar is going to do the job. Now, of course, maybe you'll have an acoustical and you'll have an electric, but you don't need more than that. Eh, I would debate that point. Why? There are different tunings. Each one sounds different. Now, that could be important to someone who is a musician by trade. Yeah. A guitarist by trade. But the hobbyist does not need to have Yeah, I'd still debate that guitars. point. No, because Twelve, maybe not. No. Three or four. You end up getting you have a buried lot. in your stuff. Yeah, I, I have a few different ones, but each one is tuned for a different type of play. Yeah. You know, if I'm doing some heavy drop tuning, I have a guitar that's built for that. If I'm doing more higher-pitched kind of rock or alternative music, there's one that it's tuned for that. You know, one with more solos or more rock. There's different ones for each one. So would it make more sense then to learn how to tune a guitar? They they each have their own different sound. You know, I'll, I'll throw a few brand names out. A, a Gibson or an Epiphone versus a Fender Strat. Two totally different guitars. Well, you know, that would be the same. You could use that argument for the thing. You're justifying having too much crap though at that point because like it'd be well, like I'm say, not saying you need three of each one okay you know i'm i'm, I'm saying a different type mm. you know if, if a a collector that's going to be something different you know you've got different models different features that make the sound different there there's different aspects of those guitar might not have been a good example for this one <laughs> no i think it's a great example because you know what you're doing right now is you're saying okay Here's my justification. One slightly different than the other one. Slightly different than the other one. They all do well, something, it's a sound. something it's a little different. It's a difference different. in sound. But that would be, even in the 4x4 world, that would be like saying, and of course, many of us do this, myself mm. included. Yeah. Um, many of us say, okay, well, I'm going to have a Jeep Wrangler for my trail riding over here. But I'm also going to have a quad so I can go quad riding. Or I'm also going to have a a pickup truck so I can go haul stuff and maybe yeah. tow my... And the problem is, is we end up getting buried in so much of this because we're looking for something to fit every single thing. We it don't actually... Yeah. We actually don't think about sometimes what would be the vehicle that could get the most for our lifestyle. You know, that was something I had... I got talking to an old 4x4 friend of mine years ago who does not tow his vehicle anywhere. Yeah. He drives everywhere with his rig. And I said, oh, you know, you're driving everywhere with your rig. You're not afraid of it breaking down. This and that. He said, of course I'm afraid of it breaking down. He says, he says, it will break down. He said, I'm going to fix it. And I says, well, then you're going to lose a day of work or something like that. And he goes, he goes, all right, well, he says, let me, let me throw this back at you. He goes, let's say I'm out on a wheeling trip and I'm halfway across the country and I break down and I can't get home on the wheel. You know, I can't get home. I'm supposed to be home on X day. I said, okay. He goes, now I got to miss a couple days of work to get home because now I've got to, he says, so I've lost out on, you know, how many hundreds of dollars a day he makes. So he says, maybe I made five, six, I lost five, six hundred dollars a paycheck. Okay, I, yeah, wow, that's, he lost a lot of money, you know. And um, maybe I had a, I had to rent a U haul and tow it on a U haul trailer. And now I've got another three or four hundred dollars into that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
and I had the fuel to get it home. So it might be a thousand dollar thing. And I and I said, yeah. I said, man, you're gonna save yourself thousand dollars. He said, well, wait a minute. He goes, how much are you gonna spend in maintenance, insurance, fuel for a second vehicle, second trailer every year? I said, that's a very good point. He goes, because Absolutely. what you're doing is you're going in the what if instead of the kind of go prepared, like the overlanding mentality, is take everything you need with you. Yeah. Or simplify down with your rig enough where, you know, even look at your toolkit. You know, you're looking at your toolkit and you go. Why no, am I need a full blown ACDC TIG welder? <laughs> you don't. Or you're looking at your toolkit and you go, I'm carrying a full set of metric and standard Allen wrenches. In reality, there's only two Allens on my vehicle and they're two different sizes. I could just carry the two Allens I need for that vehicle. I don't need all those other Allen wrenches. Yeah. You carry what you need for you. Same thing, you know, you might have a 12 millimeter wrench, but you don't have a 12 millimeter anywhere on your vehicle. Yeah, no reason kind of to care. Kind of no, no reason. <laughs> you know, I'm bad for that because I'll do the same thing. I'm like, well, somebody else on the trail might need it, and there's that's honorable. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. But you know, going down into you know simplicity and just breaking down into I'm, some of that. I've stuff. I've done that a lot in my diving stuff. The toolkit. I mean, you remember the toolkit that I used to carry with me everywhere when I first started? That big behemoth of a box. Now it's down one little tackle box. Yeah. And that, that's the exact same thing. I don't need all these wrench sets. I don't need all these spare hoses and everything. Keep it as basic, as simple as possible, and you're good. Yeah. Well, you know, and something in that book that I read, it was like they were talking about how you can have different hobbies and interests. Oh, but yeah. They actually used scuba diving as an example there. Mm-hmm. He said most people don't scuba dive every single day. No. <laughs> you know, now, there are people that do. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's people that scuba dive every weekend. Mm-hmm. But he said most people that have a recreational scuba diving license, scuba dive maybe a couple times a year. They go on vacation, Mm -hmm. things like that. He said it doesn't make any sense to own and maintain several thousand dollars in scuba equipment that you can turn around and you can just rent for a couple of times a year. And he said that same thing goes for anything. Mm -hmm. You know, you can rent various things. But once you start to get rid of all of these things and you start to really get down to the, you know, you don't need this and this and this because those things own you. You're When you own a bunch of things... They actually own you. True story. Then you got to move, you got to take them, you got to maintain them. Exactly. So vehicle-wise, you're talking insurance, you know, fuel, maintenance, of course, upkeep. You're also paying storage on them. That too. You know, if you own so much stuff that you need to have a bigger house or a bigger barn or whatever, you're now paying the higher yeah. cost of the bigger house, bigger barn, or bigger apartment, you know, if you live in an apartment or your mom's basement, well, maybe you're not paying there, but <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're paying one of them, um, you're ending up paying for those things. You're paying for space, not for you, but you're paying for space for your things. Yeah. And so that was pretty mind-opening to me. And that's just one of many books I've read right now. But, you know, that's some of the self-journey that I'm going on right now is looking at okay, where am I at with this project? Or where am I at with this particular thing? What what brings me true joy? What does not? And it, it, it's it's kind of a relief to be able to just, you know, sit there and breathe out and go, okay. And I'm kind of getting back into my Zen mind of Zen state of things and realizing that I don't need so much noise in my life all the time. Yeah. What about you? What about you? What's what's your changes? You know, describe to our completing things. There's a lot of things I've started over the years and never finished. I've been finishing a lot of projects. Good or goals that I've had. I've been attaining. I, I I don't really I don't make a schedule like you said. Start setting a date to do things. I make a list, and every other week or so, I'll go through that list. Say I want to work on this, and I'll work on something until I attain that goal, and then it comes off the list. 
and trying to maintain certain things of those. Are you writing down physically a list? Not by hand, but I, I type them. I write them out. You put them in your phone or whatever? Yeah. Or do you put them in... Because I use Google uh, or Gmail... Not Gmail. What is, um, Google Calendar. Yeah. I use a calendar, so and I, I'll put things on there like I need to do things yeah. certain days. So I'll use uh, an app, OneNote. Oh, that's okay. where I write all kinds of notes. But what I like about that, it's a Microsoft product, but that it, it's a cloud-based application, but I have access to everything on this device. I go on my computer. I log in. I have access to everything that's there. I go on the Kindle, I can access everything that's there. Any any device I'm using, I have full access to everything. I change it on this, it updates it across it all. And that's that what I sense. like about it because if I'm thinking of something and I'm reading a manual in the garage, I'm like, oh, I got to remember to do this. I can throw it on the list, look at it later. Okay. And that for me, it's just, I use it as an organizational tool also, work list for the Jeeps. Or other projects, you know, I write stuff, and like I wrote something the other night, and I just pull that up again wherever I'm at. I can type it out, I can write it out, read it. You know, I know that I have a significant number of spelling corrections to make in that one, and uh, I can get on the computer, pull up the file, type it, and it updates everywhere. Well, I mean, that's that's it's, a good way of doing it. Tool. And um, do you have goals for this new year? Certain projects that you just really want to be done. Quite a few, quite a few. Uh, the Project XJ's <laughs> top of that list. Okay, and that's good. Just other things. Um, you know, I've been working on the whole eating better, eating less thing. Same here. I've almost completely stopped like going out to lunch at work. I bring it almost every day. I do the same thing. That's um, that's good for you. That's big. That is, and that's a difficult one. <laughs> Why? Uh, I've got to get stuff at home. I've got to remember to cook it. You know, usually what I'll make for dinner, I'll bring for lunch the next day or something. Yeah. Kind of split it, so I'm not eating as much that night. I'm splitting it between that and the next day. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, by actually eating lunch, you know, biggest thing for me is eating breakfast. Something for breakfast, then I'm not that hungry at lunch. I don't buy a ton of crap for lunch. Ah. So I, I was just kind of getting all that stuff under control. It's personal changes, mainly. Yeah, absolutely. There's uh, some professional ones that are they're on the list, but that's... Not anything I'm going to record, because I don't know if anyone at work listens to this. <laughs> nothing bad. I'm not quitting or anything. Don't yeah. worry. <laughs> well, I I, there there's, nothing, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with setting goals for your career and things no, like no, that no. as well. You, you, I, I learned a long time ago, you never stop looking for opportunities. True. You know, keep options open. Don't shut down anything. An opportunity comes up. Something you're interested, go for it. Something with minimalism um, is that... The more minimalist you become, the more time you free up. Yeah. And the more time you free up, the more people tend to succeed in their careers and things too. And so when you have all the noise of things and hobbies and projects surrounding you, you end up, you know, devoting all that time to those and not to what's really important. So if personal growth, you know, it might be really important to you to have a badass Jeep or <laughs> to have a cool gun or whatever the case may be that you're working on. But when these all become projects that you just, um, you know, one thing after another, uh, you know, it's just, it's very difficult to... It, it can be. And I've, I've had, uh, that's the reason a lot of these projects have been put off for so long. You know, something else came up, something more important came up, and it got pushed to the back. And it's it's things I enjoy. You know, I, I 
somewhat changing the subject back to guitars. Many years ago, I, I played a lot. You know, I played daily. I, I had a couple different groups that I played with, a couple friends that we played. I never did, like, in concert stuff like that. You know, I, I did a couple little shows when I was taking lessons still, uh, like band groups that I played with a few times, things like that. And it just got put to the back burner over the years, and I hurt my hand a few times, and it made it difficult to try and play. And in that quest of doing things that I used to do, you know, that's one of my big things. I, I've got a lot of hobbies that have been put on the back burner for various reasons. A lot of equipment, a lot of stuff that's sitting there. And in that respect, it's a serious look at, do I want to stay with this, keep doing this, or get rid of it? You know, free those spaces up. And this is one I enjoyed a lot. And I've worked on that. I, I got a couple new pieces of gear. Uh, again, it sounds, there's a very different thing in the sound. <laughs> different styles of music, different ways to play them. You know, that's what instruments are. But just getting back into that and making time for that. And it's, I'm, I'm really happy with it. You know, it feels good to be doing this again, to be happy about this. It's really stress relieving to be getting back into this you know um I'm, I'm very glad to hear that that you're that you're doing that and i do see sometimes still where you get overwhelmed with all the stuff that you got going on yeah <laughs> um one thing that i have known about but i've never actually heard somebody else talk about it and it was in that book was the concept of one in one out and hmm. if you buy something new mm -hmm. you got to get rid of something old and it's not something different. It's not like, I'm going to buy a new guitar, so I'm going to yeah. throw away this old pair of work boots. <laughs> it's, I'm buying this new guitar, i got to get rid of another guitar. Yeah. You're replacing that. And I've heard other people take it to the extreme, one in, two out. Yeah, it would be a bit And of that's it. anything of that. So if you say, okay, I'm going to buy this new guitar, I'm going to get rid of this old guitar, and I'm going to get rid of this old amp or this old whatever. And what you do is you find you keep getting down and you boil down to the meat of it, to what is actually important. And I've, I've worked on that. I, I did pick up a new amp. It's funny you mentioned that. Mm -hmm. And the old one is... Um, I don't think there's anything I can do with it or for it. So, yeah, it's going to be probably listed pretty soon here. Yeah, the next so the next podcast is going to be Hoarder Hours with Johnny Orange. <laughs> like, uh, no, no, no. Nothing like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> But, you know, I, this is kind of a shorter episode. I just wanted to kind of talk about this. It's not really a New Year's resolution type of episode, but it's more like, you know, what are some of the um, things that we're getting into uh, or that we're trying to do to improve upon ourselves? And we're not done yet, folks. So that, this is not me wrapping up. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm talking about, you know, in the in the 4x4 world, in our personal lives, and you know, you have to be able to focus and when you're looking at your projects and things like that you also have to know when you're done you know and i've done that a number of times in my life where i've looked at something and you know you can't dig your way to china you know you, you keep going and going and going on something that's just not going to this you know one step forward three steps back it's not going to happen no and i, I want to add something on that note uh th this is a big 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 thing that i've had in projects drawing lines you can have this idea to have everything 110% done, top to bottom, front to back, left to right, everything painted, polished, you know, all the, everything done, every option, every thought that you have to get it done. 
But what it boils down to is you don't have to do that. You know, if you're going to have a project, you in my case, Project X is the best example of this. That thing has sat so long because I wanted to do everything to it before I called it done. And I that I got to that point, the I, I couldn't finish it until I did all of that. Mm-hmm. Because I started so many different things at one time with it. And it's in the state that it's in and it's taking this long to do it because of that. If you draw the line and says, hey... I'm going to do this axle swap this weekend. I can still drive it. Don't go, I'm going to swap this, do this and this and this all in one shot. You can plan for that. It works. But you're going to have more downtime than uptime with it. I've seen that before where uh, even automotive publishers have mentioned that in their editorial columns that the number one, especially for a non-professional, for a hobbyist, you know, if you're a professional restoration shop, yeah, yeah you that's blo- a little different. <laughs> you blow the car or the truck down to the bare frame. Yeah. Everything gets sandblasted. Everything gets powder coated, painted, whatever. All the parts get replaced. But if you're not that and you're a weekend warrior, yeah, don't try to be the professional restoration shop. No, and that, that was the biggest One project at a time. Yeah. yeah. You and might, like you said, like John said, maybe an axle swap or yeah. even littler things. You go, you know what? I want to get my... Tail lights working correctly this week, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I I bit off way more than I should have with the whole thing, and part of that was an ever evolving. Well, I like this idea, let's do it. So I'd rip all the old stuff out, and didn't have a chance to get the new stuff, and now it's stuck not using that feature. Something I saw that I, I've done before, but it's been many many years since I've done it. I saw it last night. I was over at one of I I've mentioned before on the show that I, in my car world hobbies that I'm in, I'm in the Scroungers Car Club. And uh, I have a running, driving 55 Chevy, and I, I try to keep it just running and driving without doing crazy modifications to it right running, now. Running, driving, and stopping. And stopping. has good <laughs> brakes and all that. So actually, it was a nice day yesterday. I drove the 55 over to one of the club meetings that we had. Nice. And we were in a fellow member's garage, and we were working on his 51 Ford uh, that he has that's a survivor car. This car is... Nice. It was repainted one time, and beyond that, I don't think anything's ever been done to this car. Oh, it's, wow. it's 100% original, beautiful interior. Uh, it's got the flathead V8 in it, um, original brakes. I mean, just original car ever. But he's getting it to driver quality point without modification. I like that. And he had a list that he had written down, had it right on his garage door there. This is what I need to do. And he's checking them off as he's going. And it was a very reasonable list. You know, he had 15 projects on there, but he said, I'm tackling a project at a time. <laughs> yep. And it was, he said, yeah, he said, eventually, because it had one quarter panel that at one point had been hit, you know, probably 30 years ago and it had been repaired and you can see some wave in the paint. He goes, I'm going to do that later, but first I want to get, I want my taillights working right. I want my brakes working really good. You know, I want, uh, he was afraid of a fire with the old ratty wiring. So he bought a reproduction <laughs> Uh, Conqueror's quality wiring harness, and nice. that's what we were working on. Well, we we were all there last night putting in this wiring harness, and nice. You know, it worked out, or yesterday afternoon, worked out pretty well. So there's, you know, those projects. Um, you know, sometimes just write a list and yeah. put it on the garage wall, yep. and you know, add to it as you need. But here's a trick with that: keep it to a sheet of paper. Yeah, categorize it. Prioritize it doesn't, it doesn't even need to be categorized or prioritized, but if you keep adding things to that list but you don't get anything done on it, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> get the yeah. stuff done yeah. on the list before <laughs> you add a new list. Yeah. Say, okay, all right, I got 12 or 15 things with my my Jeep or my Ford or whatever I'm working on at the time. Say, I want to get these things done. I'm not going to add anything new to that list. doesn't matter how necessity I think it is in my mind or how necessary. 
I'm not going to add to this list. I'm going to forget about that problem until the other stuff on the list is taken care of. I'd, I'd kind of advise it. I don't know if I'd really count this as four things. I'd call it two. I call it running, driving, and stopping. You keep it doing that and preventative. Sure. And just that, I mean, you can still use it. And you can keep it working well, that yeah, way. Yeah, I'm not saying that if you're dry, if it's your daily driver and your brakes go out, to forget oh, no, no, about no, no, putting, no. don't put brakes on <laughs> no, the list no. until you get your, you know, seat recovered. No, I'm not. That's not what I'm talking. Those painted calipers right now. <laughs> yeah, just get the thing running, driving, yeah. stopping, like John said. Yeah, or you're gonna end up like my project did, and it's ten years now. Oh my god, driving this through is... a crowd of nuns. No, 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 not yet. Because no, he's got no brakes. It's not a Mustang. Crowd of pregnant (laughs) teenage nuns. Man, that's oddly specific. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. What kind of books are he reading, man? (laughs) So, you know, it just, that's what you need to do is just make make your lists, make it the way you need to do it. I know we didn't get a really technical episode. Last episode, we were talking about uh, dent side forwards. And uh, this is episode 79, so you know we're, we're out of the 70s, folks. We're going to be going into the 80s next. Got a lot of great stuff we want to talk about. Best music of the centuries there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. The 1980s, not the 2080s. We're not there yet. The 2080s might be cool, too. But. Uh, yeah, and I think when we, whenever we get to that episode, or the, the 2080s, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have to revisit this episode and do yeah. a breakdown of it or something. Yeah, well, the, the, ne- the next episode. The yeah, next episode. <laughs> Anyways... Um, so, folks, uh, you know, if you've got some, you know, this is not a New Year's resolution episode for us, but it's just signed some personal changes and some ideas. It's kind of like, I would call this a piggyback episode to our procrastination episode. And I'll try to remember to actually maybe put both episodes back to back when I share it on the social medias. That works. Um, but uh, speaking of social medias, John, if people want to find us, um, they want to reach out to us, where's the best places? Uh, that would be Facebook. Uh, predominantly our Facebook page 4x4 Talk. Kind of interact with us, post pictures of your builds, get updates, things that's going on there. Uh, We do have our after show, The End of the Trail, also on Patreon, access those $2 a month, patreon.com slash radio. We do a lot of bonus content there, a lot of just kind of random ramblings. We have a couple cool special interviews there with people that are not part of the regular show. Um... I think that's about it with that. I mean, those are the two main places. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose with that, we'll just end it on thanks for listening and have a good one, everybody.